0: Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 663. It is Wednesday, September 19th. I've got a lot of stuff to cover with you guys today, including the passage of the assembly bill in California that we've been talking about for quite a while. That's assembly bill uh, 2119, and uh, it has passed. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. God's doing a lot of things. We're going to talk about it today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So yesterday was launch day officially for Prayers for the Battlefield. I want to thank you guys, everybody who pre-ordered and worked with us during the pre-order season. Uh, now is your opportunity. You can purchase it anywhere books are sold. And uh, I also want to encourage you, if you go into your bookstore and you don't see Becoming Mom Strong" or you don't see Prayers for the Battlefield, talk to the store manager. Ask him. Just say, hey, Uh, there's these books out there that I think your um, women would be really encouraged by. So uh, yeah, we wanna see more bookstores carrying it. We are so excited uh, to be offering this book to you. It really is a handbook for war. It's an opportunity for you to speak truth and life over your children through your prayer life, using it to learn to pray the scriptures. And you guys, if there was ever a time to get off the bench, now is that time. Speaking of getting off the bench, We've been talking at the podcast for a long time about Assembly Bill 2119. That is the California Assembly Bill that was just uh, signed by the governor uh, yesterday. It was signed yesterday. This is a tragedy for kids in California. This bill will force puberty blocking drugs and sex change operations on foster kids. And basically there are just two members of the California LGBT caucus that that introduced this bill and they want to make sure that all foster kids who are struggling with transgender feelings have access to quote gender affirming counseling puberty blocking drugs and sex change operations Uh, assembly bill 2119's primary author who was uh, assemblyman todd gloria says that foster kids deserve the right to health services that reflect their gender identity so they can quote grow up safe, healthy, and be exactly who they were meant to be. Uh, Mr. Todd Gloria, that is a lie. Anytime we change the gender of a child, they're going to do the opposite of growing up safe and healthy, and they'll do the opposite of being exactly who they were meant to be. And it breaks my heart that this has been signed by Governor Brown. We knew that he would sign it if it made it to his desk. But uh, I want to just let you guys know that the governor, while he has the support of the LGBTQ I don't know all the letters community. I will tell you that the American College of Pediatricians urged him to vote no. Listen to what they said. They said, protect children, vote no on AB 2119. The American College of Pediatricians urges California legislators to reject Assembly Bill 2119. Children with gender dysphoria believe they are not their biological sex. A delusion, there's that word again, a delusion is a fixed false belief. This bill proposes that foster children with gender dysphoria be socially affirmed into their delusion and allowed to obtain experimental puberty blockers and dangerous cross-sex hormones and surgery without parental consent. I'm almost speechless. They go on to say gender identity is not inborn and can change due to many factors, as many as 88% of gender dysphoric girls and 98% of gender dysphoric boys will identify with their biological sex by late adolescence with watchful waiting and or therapy that affirms a child's sex, meaning the sex they were born with. A vast majority of gender dysphoric children affirmed as the opposite sex go on puberty blockers and cross sex hormones, and they are permanently sterilized as a result. Listen to what the state of California has just put on foster kids who are arguably the most vulnerable children in that society. The American College of Pediatricians went on further to say that in Sweden, which is among the most LGBTQ affirming countries, transgender adults have rates of suicide nearly 20 times greater than that of the general population several years after transitioning, despite initial feelings of happiness and relief passage of this legislation will allow emotionally disturbed children to consent to dangerous life altering procedures that will not reduce their risk for suicide in the long term this would be a criminal outcome and indeed that's exactly what's happening in the state of California i am praying for parents and particularly you guys we should be praying for the foster kids who are going to be abused through the passage of assembly bill 2119 as i said the governor signed it Uh, Yesterday into law I got an email about it early in the morning on launch day And uh, it was it just it makes me sad It just makes me sad and the the lgbt community who they really don't even have the the science is out on this right, but they're talking about it as if it's not and uh it is Listen to what Todd Gloria said. This was the the sponsor of this bill. He said, "The passage of AB two one one nine today is a momentous sign of hope for transgender foster youth living in the system, growing up feeling neglected, forgotten, and out of place." Mr. Gloria, changing these kids' to sex is not going to help them feel less neglected, less forgotten, and certainly not less out of place. This is a tragedy, and uh, I hope that I hope that one day we will wake up and stop doing this to our kids. It's just, it's horrifying to me. So uh, I just wanna encourage you, keep praying, keep watching. I had a mom send me an article the other day and actually pictures from her local library. She went down to her local library and in the children's section, she saw no less than eight books on transgenderism and homosexuality. This stuff is being marketed so aggressively to our kids right now. And we need to stand in the gap for them. So she sent me a picture, and I said, "Go to your librarian, tell her, you know, this is not okay, and we're not going to keep coming to your library if this is what's going to if this is what's going to be uh, pushed on our children." And I was so proud of this mom; she did it. So she's actually meeting now. The next thing she's going to be doing is meeting with the coordinators of the library there and uh, getting to the getting off the bench. And you know what? Guess what, you guys? This agenda is banking. They literally are. They're banking on the fact that uh, good parents will stay silent. They're banking on the fact that we are either too lazy or too afraid to get off the bench and go down to our local libraries and start going to these assembly bill hearings and stand up in the face of what is, can only be described as an assault against children and an absolute affront to what God says uh, he created us to be. It's an affront. Speaking of an affront, if you haven't been watching The hearings and all of the hoopla up on Capitol Hill over uh, the confirmation, uh, the potential confirmation of Supreme Court to the Supreme Court of Brett Kavanaugh, uh, it's taken a very weird turn in the last several days. And I've been listening to it, you know, like like I always tell you guys, I've been listening with a fair degree of frustration. But this morning at breakfast with our children, we were praying for Judge Kavanaugh because this is the face of evil. It literally is like what they're doing up there. I mean, it, I, I I'm thinking, what the enemy, what lengths will the enemy go to to keep a righteous judge from ruling in the United States of America? And that's really what this is about, right? It's about a, a righteous judge and about our nation and where we're headed. And so it absolutely matters. I hope you guys will be praying as I am for this for this uh, circus really to end. And for Brett Kavanaugh to be confirmed at the Supreme Court of the United States, this is the highest court in the land. And the Bible is very clear about what happens when wicked people are uh, in positions of authority. And so as believers, this should matter to us. We should be praying about this. We know that we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Heaven's armies and nothing takes him by surprise. But God asks us to speak. We are told to speak the truth in love. And so, uh, as my children and I, and my husband and my mother in law, as we were sitting around the table praying this morning, it occurred to me that we have an incredible opportunity right now to be praying for what's happening in this nation, to be praying, to be voting, to be active. Uh, This is the same reason I'm telling you to get off the bench when it comes to the libraries. Literally, what happens when good people don't step in the gap is that evil always fills the vacuum. And we've certainly seen that now happen in California, and it will continue to happen until God's people say enough and they begin to believe that they are who God says they are. You know, I was talking to my launch team the other day about the launch for of the Battlefield, and I've had an incredible opportunity to work with them over the last several months, reading sections of the book and just talking to them about, you know, things that are happening in my life. In particular, where I feel like the Lord is is challenging me to get off the bench and get onto the battlefield. And one of the things that I I pointed out yesterday, as we were talking about the launch of the book and how important it is uh, to speak truth to the culture, is that we need to understand that over and over again. You know, we see it all throughout Scripture that we have an adversary. And I'm always telling women, listen, know your adversary. Know your adversary. I think it's easy for us to ignore him. It's easy for us to just kind of bury our head in the sand. But I'm always telling women, I'm going to say it again today on the podcast. Believe me, if you're not studying the adversary, he is studying you. And he will look for any crack in your armor. He will look for whatever it is that he thinks he can grab a hold of uh to get you off the bench. And I want to encourage you beyond just getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, I want to encourage you to dance on the battlefield, dance on the minefields, right? Uh, To get out there and actually find a blessing in it because God says that he will win this thing. One day, the Lord of heaven's arm is gonna return. He's gonna set things right. And in the meantime, We are called to be both salt and light, to be ambassadors for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I hope that you guys will join me in this effort as we pray for our nation, as we pray for uh, the children in our nation, as we as parents begin to be who God says we are. And speaking of who God says we are, I have been getting ready for the last several weeks. I've been writing new workshops for my speaking season, uh, which is coming up. And, uh, I just, I, I, I've been so encouraged, reading through the book of Romans, but so encouraged by Romans 12, verse two, which says, and you guys have, have heard this verse before, but I'm gonna read it to you because we need to hear it again. Don't conform or don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The Bible says that this is the key to transformation. Remember, I I talked last week about that uh, saying that's driving me crazy. You know, I love Jesus and I cuss a little. The Bible, God's word doesn't leave us where it finds us. The gospel doesn't leave us where it finds us. Jesus didn't leave the woman at the well where he found her. He said, go and sin no more. We are called to let God transform us. The, the word let is an act of the will, right? It means that we recognize we can't do this apart from the healing power of God. And then we allow Him, we we allow the Holy Spirit to begin to transform us, which means to change us. Remember, I said the gospel doesn't leave us where it finds us, it's a transforming power that happens in the life of the believer when we allow God to come in and make us new. He changes us into a new person. How does he do it? By changing the way that we think. And as I read this passage, it occurs to me again that the battle that's being fought right now in this generation is being fought on the battlefield of our minds. And so as as parents, we we wanna know what are our children thinking because the battle is won or lost in our mind. And the key word here is transformation. That's what we want. We wanna see transformation. Galatians 5, verses 19 to 22 says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, anybody see yourself here? I do. Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. This is the apostle Paul to the church at Galatia. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit, So now he's gonna juxtapose what happens when when we're in our old mindset to what happens when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and transform us. Now he's gonna talk about what it looks like to be transformed and you replace those things with the fruit of the Spirit. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no lie. You see, transformation is not about swapping our fleshly to-do list with a list of the law, do's and don'ts, right? Paul, instead of, instead of replacing the list of the flesh, which he just outlined for the Galatians, he replaces it with the fruit of the spirit. And so your first step in renewing your mind, like Paul says we are called to do through the power of the Holy Spirit, is to believe God's word. We believe God's word, we declare it out loud, we say we will not allow any outside force to do our thinking for us, no man, no spirit. Instead, we turn to the Bible and to God's word and we turn to prayer and we begin to put on the helmet of salvation, pick up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, get onto the battlefield armed with both truth and love and we learn to speak what God asks us to speak. Our power, men and women, doesn't come from human beings. It comes from the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus and the word of God. And I wanna just encourage you this week as we think about all these things that are happening in the culture and all of these things that we see playing out in our government and we see, you can literally see the enemy at work. I wanna encourage you to, to uh, ask the Lord to give you discernment so that you can tell the truth from a lie. This idea that we can swap our gender out, like I just said a few minutes ago, which is nothing short of child abuse, it should grieve the heart of every believer. Why? Because it grieves the heart of God, that's why. It grieves the heart of God. And I wanna encourage you away from a place of being afraid and instead standing up and saying, no, I am who God says I am. This week over at Strong International, by the way, if you haven't joined me there, and I just have a few minutes left on the podcast today, but if you haven't joined me over at Strong International, I want to encourage you to do that. We are studying right now uh parenting strategies for parenting on a battlefield, shepherding and sheltering our children in a time of war. If ever there was a time of war to raise children, the time is now. And we want to protect our children as we train them to get onto the battlefield. Listen to what we read in 2nd Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. Peter said, Above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. I, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, dude, last days, we're, we're in it. They will say, where is this coming? He promised, right? Mocking the believers who say that the Lord will return. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. What are they doing? They're denying the existence of God. They're denying the existence of Jesus, his son. And they're saying, oh, come on, you've been saying this forever. And what it, what is the goal of that? It's to embarrass you, to shame you, to get you to be quiet. Look, not much has changed, right? According to the Bible, we have an enemy that's targeting our children. Satan knows that even if he can take out our children, he's got a great shot at taking out families. He knows if he can take out a marriage, he's got a better shot at children. So how do we protect and shape our children to prepare them for the battle ahead? Well, the words that the Bible comes back to again and again and again, are teaching, training, and discipline. Teaching, training, and discipline. This week at MomStrong International, if you haven't downloaded it, this is a fantastic study. and We are so excited to see almost 10,000 of you. We're coming up on 10,000 of you uh, strong over at MomStrong International. And, uh, and I'm, I wanna see you become even stronger. And so, if you haven't joined us yet, we are doing this study, shepherding and sheltering your children for a time of war. The September study—we've got one more week. So this week, week three is what what we're studying right now, uh, which is protecting our children as we train them for battle. And then next week, we're going to come back for week four, and we're going to be digging in again and talking about the importance. And you guys don't miss this because it is so important. The ultimate goal of raising our children is to release them to the battlefield is to release them to, to God's purpose and his call in their life. And so that's the focus of, of the study this month at MomStrong International. If you haven't joined us there, I hope that you will. Um, I am so, um, my heart is on fire for you. My heart is on fire to see God's people become who God says that they are, to stop looking at ourselves the way, the, kid, the way that our kids see us or the way the world sees us, but rather we look at ourselves through the lens of scripture and through the eyes of our heavenly father who said, you were born for such a time as this. You were born for this and God wants to, to equip you for battle. There's so many things happening right now in the culture that that need our prayer and deserve our attention, but more than anything else at the top of our list is as a walk with Jesus Christ. And so as I end the podcast today, I'm just gonna pray over you and pray for you. And I hope that you'll join me uh, in prayer. Let's bow our heads together. Father, we need your wisdom. We need your wisdom to know how to train our children for the battle ahead. They're gonna be tempted, Father, by so many things. So show us the right time to teach them about the snares that litter the battlefield. Help us to hold our little ones close and shelter them from the storm while we teach them that they have a good shepherd who loves and died for them. Father, I ask that you would give us wisdom, to know when to begin to the process of releasing our children, to see the ugly things in this world, but not become worried or consumed by them. Father, we lean into you today. We trust you for every step of our parenting journey, every step that we take on the battlefield. Father, I pray that you would give us joy. I pray that you'd equip us to be the men and women that you've called us to be. And we're gonna give you the praise and you the glory because you're worth it. We love you, Lord, and we invite you into every aspect of our lives. Father, as as David said, search our hearts, Father. Help us to walk in right relationship with you in Jesus' name, amen. I wanna thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If this podcast is an encouragement to you, we would be so blessed and encouraged if you would rate it and review it over at iTunes, if you would share it with your friends Uh, We are coming up on 50,000 downloads an episode over here now. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing this and getting uh, getting the word out. Hopefully, when you listen to this, you're encouraged, A, to know the word of God better, but also to share the hope of Jesus with other people. That's really what we want to do. That's what the point is of MomStrong International. And I hope as you guys read prayers for the battlefield and becoming MomStrong, you are encouraged off the bench and onto the battlefield. You serve the Lord of heaven's armies and he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is a good, good father. Thanks for listening, everybody. I am headed to Houston and I will be there this weekend. So I hope that you'll join me for the MomStrong Conference at Katie's First. If you haven't got your ticket yet, please do it now. You can find them at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. It's going to be a fantastic one day event. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, it's going to change your life this Saturday, September 22nd at Katie's First in Houston. Come out and see me and let's get onto the battlefield together. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.